Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Advice with Alex and Friends the podcast. I'm your host Alex and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host Novella. Hi guys. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you're watching or listening. Hit the notification bell of course on YouTube. Make sure that you like, share, comment, all of that good stuff and we're going to get into today, into today's episode. So starting off because I feel like it's been a slow week but not if that makes sense okay maybe it's to do with the weather a little bit of pathetic fallacy that's what you call it when the weather kind of echoes your mood oh oh so it's been like raining outside and so it's been awful it's been yeah it's not exactly been the greatest week it's not been like the, the great british summer yeah yeah so yeah, but one of the things that's kind of been a recurring theme, I feel like the past couple of days mm. has been rapper, the baby, his mm. issues, mm-hmm. um, him offending the LGBTQ community Yeah, um, with some of his comments. Now, I can't remember verbatim what he said. No, I can't remember. But it just seemed like a. It, you started off bad and then it you started off in the frying pan, then you went to the fire, then you fell on the floor. Yeah. Something about, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was something in relation to HIV being yes. related to to gay people. I feel like gay people only it was something along those. Lines. He said, you know, put uh, something like put your lighters up if you have H- if you don't have HIV yeah. or AIDS. So that's where it started. It kind of started off with um, at Rolling Loud. So we had yes. a conversation at Rolling Loud where him and his DJ or hype man or whoever it was, they were kind of saying comments that really didn't need to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one um, referring to giving, is what's the what's the scientific term? Is it cullingness in the no car idea. park? If you don't okay. know what that is, Google it. Okay? <laughs> um, in the car park. Um, so it's it seems like it's, like I've, I've said before, hire me to be your publicist because people need to learn when to shut the hell up. Like mm. when you mess up, just say sorry. Yeah. I've messed up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, I'm not going to do this again. Whether people choose to accept your apology or not, that's on them. Yeah. But you know, you did your part. But no, ego, arrogance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's an idiot. Okay? Yeah. He chooses to be an idiot. He always puts his foot in his mouth all the mm. time. You're just going from bad to worse. Do you know how much you have to mess up to make Elton John come onto social media and come and tell you off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Madonna. Absolutely, These people yeah. mind their business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to you, for, for them, you're like a small boy, like in terms of like, regardless of how famous you are for, for you, for them, you're a small boy. In yeah, this these are legends. These are legends and literally just telling you to shut the hell up. Basically. Don't talk about, it's not everything you need to talk and discuss about. And it just really... It really, I feel like it also really winds me up, especially when it comes from black people. Because I'm just like, we always talk about equity, equality. We mm-hmm. always talk about kind of our experiences as black people. Right. But yet some of you are in positions where you're oppressing others. Mm-hmm. Like the same way we're oppressed, you're doing the exact same to mm-hmm. them. And the same things you fight for, you know, they're going through it with them. Mm-hmm. So this is why as well, when, you know, some of like the kind of black initiatives that happen or Black Lives Matter, or whatever happens, and like people were complaining about sometimes about the LGBTQI plus um, um, people um, not supporting mm-hmm. and um, for black people. And I was just like, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. 
I get it because then as soon as it comes to to anything in relation to um to those particular people especially like, the black become, ones especially the black ones yeah, yeah you become really homophobic mm-hmm. and it really winds me up mm-hmm. Like if of all people, we should be the most understanding mm-hmm. because we are in, we're not saying our journeys are the same, but we can understand and we can sympathize what it's like to be judged for something that you cannot help mm-hmm. who you are. So it, it really winds me up, especially when you've got these ignorant rappers talking about issues like this. Well, they're not talking about it, are they? They're, they're, they're bad mouthing and... Mm-hmm. D- you know, like shut up and speak about something else. Like yeah. why? Oh yeah, no, nah, it really, really it, oh, infuriates me mm-hmm. so much. Infuriates me so, so mm-hmm. much. Like, no, nah, because if, 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 if a white, if a white person had said something about black people or whatever, you know, you, I'm sure you'd be a rapper trying to get onto them and saying, you know, like, why are you talking like this? Why are you thinking? So it's, it's the exact same, like shut up and mind your business. Mm. Leave people alone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And for me as well, it just creates a a, a kind of greater divide and stuff. This is why people like Vibes Cartel are not allowed in, in the UK. This is the reason why. This is, this is the exact reason why. And, and it's, do you know when it's like, when you think of um, Bashment and Dancehall, like it's a whole genre <laughs> yeah. built off of homophobia. It literally like, goes even, hand like, in hand. Obviously, when we were younger, we were out here saying, you know, Boom, we didn't bye, really buy in a batty boy head. <laughs> exactly. So, and when you think about it, it's like it's really unprovoked. Yeah, these people are not doing anything to you. In fact, they're in the club singing it as well because they just love the genre. They're supporting the genre. But when we think about it, a whole entire genre and multiple genres have been built off of homophobia why what did they do to you they're out here minding their own business why are you coming for them for what reason i don't understand just leave them alone this obsession sometimes makes me question yeah do you want to be a part of the community as well i I, i'm with you alex i remember like this was years ago my mum and i went to jamaica but this was years years ago and she Mm -hmm. went to a rave and so she was saying you know they were in this rave and obviously they told them to put their lighters up Mm -hmm. if you don't believe in all of that if you're not and if your friend who you're with is not either and so what they would (laughs) what they would do is that those that didn't put their their lighters up there are people like literally there waiting to rush people Wow. Like it is scary. There are literally people there waiting to rush people. But why would you get out of rushing I know. somebody? I don't understand. And that was then. We've yeah. come all these years. And for me, like in places like that, like like Jamaica and stuff like that, I feel like they're not anywhere far forward. No, no. They're really not anywhere far forward. Like, it's, you're right. I'm just like, where did this come from? Yeah, where, where did, did this, this hatred come from? Homophobic hate come from? Yeah. No one's saying you have to... No, nobody's saying that it means you have to um, entertain or and, and, I don't know. And like entertain or whatever. Like you can live your life however you want to live your yeah. life. If you want to ensure that you go through life and you don't have to see anything relating to anybody gay or part of the LGBTQ community, you can really set your life up like that. Yeah. Just like white people do. They're ignorant to, uh, to them. Uh, to many of them, racism doesn't exist. Exactly. So, if in in your in your mind, if it's such a big problem for you, yeah, then you can live in a world where 
you don't see homosexuals gay. Homosexuals don't exist. Yeah, like as they say, they don't see color. You say you don't see you don't see gay. You, exactly. <laughs> that's, you that's can you can of... really choose to do that. <laughs> yeah. if that's what if, if you so choose. Yeah. But it's like people want to. I feel like there's so much frustration that people have. Yeah. And they tend to pick, like you said, he's an oppressed person. Yeah. Oppressing others. Yeah. So because I'm oppressed and I feel like I'm helpless in my situation, I don't have any control in my situation. What I'm going to do is project my anger onto somebody onto else. Someone else. And what's the next thing that's worse than being black is being, for example, black and gay or just being gay as a whole. Although white gay men do definitely have a privilege. Yeah. For sure. Um, Oh my God, absolutely. Definitely have a privilege. But, you know, being black and gay, that's a a, a different, or an ethnic minority and uh, and gay, that's definitely a different experience. So, um, yeah. Add religion into that too. And then then you're basically signed off, as they say. Exactly. Yeah, no. No, I don't, I don't, um, it just makes me think as well, like, even if you've got, not saying they're right, but even if you've got those opinions, Mm -hmm. you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Because you really fumbled the bag as well, because I feel like there was a UK festival, I think that's taken him off and stuff like that. So you really, I know you've probably got millions, but I'm just saying you are fumbling your bag and it could, you know, have an effect on your career. Definitely. Just for not learning to shut up yeah. and not knowing when to shut up. Like you said, <laughs> like you said, if Alex was there as your publicist, it would be like, like she would have come on the stage and yeah. said, sorry, the baby's got to, uh, uh, there's an emergency happening right now. So he's got to end this sh- sh- uh, show, show short. very quickly. Yep. Yes. Exit to the left. Uh, quick, quick time. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you start talking about HIV, I would have said, know your status. Let's go. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? D- yeah. Like quick time because the reality of the situation is you have to there's power in the tongue. Yeah. People really think that they can just be reckless and say whatever it is that they want to say. And it's like it doesn't work like that. I yeah. don't like I know um people also like to say that you people are far too sensitive these days. No, people are not necessarily far too sensitive these days. Speak to people with respect. Those people that are there paid good money. They didn't pay to be insulted by you. Absolutely. They didn't pay to feel... Less than. Less than by you. They didn't pay to feel that, like to go there and feel uncomfortable. That's not what they paid to do. They paid to go there to have a good time. It's been a whole pandemic. Festivals are opening up. Yeah. I don't necessarily feel like it's time for festivals to open up, but so be it. Yeah. People are out there trying to have a good time. And then you you do ignorant stuff like that. It's like, do you even care? You don't. Like, do you care? He just gives me this I don't care attitude, which by all means is fine. You'll deal with the repercussions of not caring. Yeah, absolutely. Unfold. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, whatever comes to him, totally, totally just for it. Yeah. And him even bringing out Tory Lanes on his set as well. (sighs) Anyway. Anyway, anyway, the baby, like, it's in his name. He's clearly a baby. He needs to grow up. Yeah. I'm sure he suffers from SMS, which is short man syndrome as well. And he. Shame. Yeah, I don't know. Like, leave, leave that, leave the community alone. They yeah. don't do it. Then they're, they're not doing anything to you. I thought in the beginning maybe he, I, I didn't hear necessarily what he said. No, but once so. I heard the full thing, the full extent, I just thought, nah, like you, you can't. Nah, absolutely, you can't, you can't do that. You no. know, it's unprovoked. Nobody said anything to you. Just leave people alone. Yeah. And I hate it when people get onto people that haven't done anything to them. Yeah, I really don't like that. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But speaking of, you know, maybe people that we should get onto. 
Mm. <laughs> I just, this whole not needing to bath every day narrative uh. is really coming from a place of privilege. We have running water. We live in first world countries. Like, bathing is part of the experience. So I don't understand how Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis don't even say it's to do with the environment and we're trying to save water because that is a load of crap. Bath every day. You sweat. You actually, you sweat whether you feel like you smell or you don't smell. And do you know what? Someone gave a fantastic analogy. Mm. Because there was another woman online on Twitter, I saw a tweet that said, you know, like, um, my husband, he, for the past few years, he hasn't been bathing regularly and I can't smell it. And somebody said, it's just like when you have kitty litter and maybe for the first couple of days you smell it because you haven't changed it. But then after a while you get used to it. The smell. Yeah, yeah. But then somebody else comes into your house and they can smell the kitty lice. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with BO as well. You know, like when you, you're around someone that smells obviously of BO and you're sitting there and you're like, how do you not smell yourself? You're like, because I know. You're offending us. Yeah. Like I know straight away, like if, if, if I was smelling or something, mm-hmm. like you can smell it, but you're right. It's like. You get so used to that smell that sometimes people that smell of BO really can't smell it. Mm-hmm. It's only when someone else comes in and you're like, whoa. Like, yeah. yeah. So you're just like, okay. Yeah. And so that's the justification for it. I mean, I know it's not any of my business. I'm probably never going to meet either of them or their children in my life. Yeah. And they're right. Maybe they don't smell because maybe they might bath themselves in perfume. And um... do you think, do you actually believe what they're saying? That they don't bath every day. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Do you believe it? I believe. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like sometimes celebrities come out and just say stuff just for the clout mm. and just to, to to get out there. I don't know if I honestly believe everything that come, that people say. Yeah, come out their mouth sometimes. I'm yeah. just like, are you just saying that because they know that's going to start trending? But they don't strike me as clout chasers though, because they tend to be out of the true. They are out, out of, of. They're not really. Yeah. From from when they've been together, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, so that that's, is very true. That's why I believe that... Um, and they don't really come out and say problematic things as a couple. Yeah, they kind of just mind their own yeah. business. Yeah, they do. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I feel it? like maybe even it might have pop- popped up in an interview and they probably said it innocently. Yeah, they probably did, right? Yeah. And Alex, to be fair, like there's probably people that are like, oh, thank God you said that because I believe in that too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're... We're, we're saying that because of who we are yeah. probably because of our backgrounds and stuff. But there are probably people that are just, oh, thank God you said that. Because I've definitely been away with other races where we've all gone out for the weekend. We've stayed over a house or whatever for the weekend. And, um, you know, when it comes to the morning, you know, certain people just pop up downstairs and you know for sure they haven't been in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So like interesting, and like you said, they they didn't smell. I must admit, they didn't. <laughs> they actually didn't smell. So I was just like, "What kind of wonders have you done?" But anyways, sometimes it's not about for me. It's not about smelling or whatever. It's just about hygiene and cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Like you said, especially as women and men, to be fair. But it, no matter what you are, um, there are places that need to be washed mm-hmm. like daily. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that for me was a bit shocking. Whereas to other people, 
it's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I was just like, this girl did not bath. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the others, they were just probably like, oh yeah, like this is normal. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. this is this is different. Mm-hmm. This is very, very different. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and I've definitely been at work sometimes where like people are like, oh my God, I woke up at half eight. And they definitely got in for nine o'clock. <laughs> and so I was just like, something's not adding up here. Mm-hmm. There's the multiple steps then was missed. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. But like, again, they didn't smell. They'd never smell. Yeah. But it's just like, raw. But there's something about like, like you just said, you know, in terms of going to work. So I know obviously for me, I haven't physically been into the workplace for like a year and a half no. now. But I know in all of my working life, if ever... I dare went to work without having a shower. I wouldn't have been able to function properly that day. There is something about a shower that allows you to wake up, that allows you to like... Start your day. Start your day. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I would have been able to go like out, out and mingle with people knowing I didn't shower. No, absolutely. Like, and, and it doesn't matter. Even if I'm late, like I will be late. Because yeah. I have to shower. It'll be late, yeah. Yeah, I'll be late. There's other stuff I can do. Like I can, I'm not saying it's going to look great, but I can definitely do my makeup on the train or mm-hmm. something or do something quite quick in that sense. But I'm not, I'm not messing when it comes to, to showering. Mm-hmm. And I'm not messing about with that. Have to. Mm-hmm. And especially even in the summer, in the summer times when it's like really hot, not, not the rubbish weather we've got now. In the summertime, especially going to work, even now at home, when it's hot, twice before before bed too because like if you especially if you've been out sometimes in the on the trains or if you've been out in the sun and stuff like that I feel the need to go and shower before going into bed because obviously especially when it's humid sometimes you feel quite sticky yeah yeah definitely have to shower twice a twice a day so yeah but that's 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 wild to me, especially coming from celebrities. When you're thinking, you know, money's not an object, so you can't say you're trying to save on your water bill. Yeah, it's not. This they're coming from a position of privilege. Yeah. Um. There's nothing to stop you from showering every day. Yeah. You have multiple bathrooms. Yeah. You wherever it is that you need to go, even if you were late, people would probably wait for you. Absolutely. So what is it that's stopping you from... I'm sure you've got a swimming pool too, even if all the water in the house went. Yeah, I'm sure or maybe an outdoor shower. On, or maybe an outdoor shower. Or yeah. you have someone that you can pay to bring Evian water to your house and you can shower in that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. money or water is no problem for you. It's absolutely not an issue. Oh, God. It is absolutely beyond... Oh, it's, beyond it's beyond... It's above all of us. It's beyond me and it's above all of us to sometimes hear how the other half live. Because I think people look at celebrities, the yeah. kids, the glamour, the big houses. But sometimes it's like, you people are dirty. Yeah. Talking about hygiene, mm-hmm. have you ever been in a situation with someone that had BO? Like a friend or family member? Yeah. And like, you've always been in this predicament as to to say something mm-hmm. but you you don't know <laughs> you yeah. don't know how to yeah so i think for me with family i i will tell you straight up yeah there's no way there's no two ways about yeah. it i think yeah sometimes you feel 
awkward. Yeah. Now I don't think I would. Okay. I don't think I would now. I think yeah. I would kind of just call the person to one side yeah. and just say, like, you know, you're a bit must, especially if it's somebody who isn't normally, normally. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, do you need a bit of spray? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, definitely when I was younger, I definitely, I struggled with telling people, you know, yeah, it's a bit funky. Yeah, what can what 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 can what can I do what to help you? Do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know because I've I've seen it come up quite a couple of times, like just talking to people mm-hmm. and stuff, and saying like obviously like they're friends, but they're notorious for not smelling nice. Oh, and it's just what, like a, like a friend, like on repeat occasion. Yeah, like a repeat offender. Oh. Yeah, like they just don't smell nice, and they're just like, ah, oh, like does that person like? And it's that conversation of saying, do they not smell it and stuff? And it's just they like don't. they don't. So it's just like, ah, oh, but if their parents haven't told them and stuff like that, who who tells them? Because this is the reason why I'm a big believer in like, especially with family, like family telling you first before someone goes and tells you outside, mm-hmm. because the way someone tells you outside is going to be different to where your fam. So if that's why I always say like, if I smell, if my breath smells, or if I've got something in my teeth or something, if your family member and I'm near you or whatever, mm-hmm. in, if you're a close friend, let me know. Mm-hmm. Because the way someone in the outside would tell me will mm. be completely different and oh, quite yeah. embarrassing. So I'd rather that. But it's, yeah, it's about having like, how do you, how do you tell someone that they, that they smell a bit frowsy? Yeah. Or that their breath is a bit hot. Oh, their breath is a bit hot. Yeah. I know I've had that at work before. Someone like a manager's come up to me and said that there's someone in their team who smells and sh- they weren't quite sure how to go about go it. about it they were like oh do we speak to you do you guys speak to them it's like no this is not a not a formal thing like is it not that's quite interesting actually how no. so you don't need to contact hr it depends hmm. if the if you've got like well-being concerns for them like if you could tell hmm. that maybe they're sleeping a bit rough hmm. you know maybe you won't be able to tell now because people maybe virtually and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can tell, like they're sleeping a bit rough mm-hmm. and everything, then yeah, um, possibly you could. But we would just kind of advise people, I think, just if having those conversations. Like for instance, in our office, we've got showers, mm-hmm. so just encouraging them, possibly, just saying, you know, like you can ask people depending on like the situation. You can ask them, you know, like. How's your home situation? Is everything okay? Because sometimes people, because then we found out this person was like um, couch surfing. Mm. So like you can understand because like they'd lost their place and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can sympathize and understand because sometimes it's not because they want to, sometimes circumstances. Mm. And I think it's just approaching it with um, care Mm -hmm. and understanding. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, people think that we can go and talk to people all about their hygienists. It's like, not really. <laughs> so so from a HR perspective, you wouldn't advise it? Depending on the situation, yeah. So who would do it? HR would speak to them? No, the manager should. Oh, the manager should speak yeah. to them? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a bit embarrassing. You've got, People have got to think, like, personal, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing someone outside is a bit formal mm-hmm. and a bit impartial Mm -hmm. if you've got a relationship as you should do as a manager it's better for it to come from you Mm -hmm. because then it looks like if you've not saying you're telltelling but if you've told someone like in HR it's a bit like oh 
that could get quite defensive. Someone could get quite defensive mm, about if, that if, for obvious reasons. HR, yeah. yeah, because HR doesn't have that relationship no. with that person, so it can be quite blunt. Yeah. Whereas maybe you might, as a manager, you might tell HR just to cover your own back, just to say, I'm yeah. going to have this conversation with this person. Absolutely. If it were to escalate, yeah. I'm letting you know beforehand yeah. that this is what's you know, about to happen. Yeah. So yeah, to cover your own back, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. It's, it's difficult. Yeah, it's one of those really difficult conversations about. Yeah. It's hygiene. one that you don't really want to have, no. but it's one that I guess that needs to be had because ultimately hygiene can affect those working around you. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to have to have this conversation with you, but it's affecting me. It's affecting us, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people need to stop as well blaming parents about kind of hygiene and stuff like that because parents, I'm sure, bring their kids up. Yeah, I've seen people that, whose whose parents are immaculate, immaculate, but and they're then, just tramp. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not your parents. That's not your parent down to your parents. Your parents brought you up in whatever way they did. You make decisions when you get to a certain age. If you don't want to bath and stuff like that, like that's that's mm. that's on you. Um, but yeah, yeah. My goodness. I know, mental. Um, yeah, actually, I, I do want to touch on something that yeah. you said, just kind of talking about um, uh, managers, actually. So mm. I saw this thread on Twitter that was talking about, um, I guess, progression in the workplace now that millennials are in positions where, basically in positions of power as managers and, you know, superseding that yeah. as well. Yeah. So do, do you feel like, you've seen a change in in your workplace do you feel like you have more millennial uh, managers or is it still the kind of older baby boomers that you see I think for like mid-senior level managers like mid-level managers Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. but in those senior roles Mm -hmm. it's still baby boomers okay it's still across the board Mm -hmm. it's still baby boomers I'm yet to see any millennials in like director Mm mm-hmm positions mm-hmm. at the at present right? right um which i kind of understand because especially when you've got these these people that just stay in these positions right they just right don't on. leave yeah until they retire right yeah. or die yeah or, or, or die because like some of them like when you look at like some of the senior execs and stuff you know they've been there for like 20 something years and mm-hmm. stuff they're not gonna go they're going to retire in this role mm-hmm. so if they're still only like 50 55 that means they've still got a good 10 years mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's the only difficult thing, which I can kind of, I do get the reason why, like, a lot of baby boomers stay in roles because I think they're scared, like, if they were to leave mm. their role, are they going to be able to get another role yeah. considering their age? People yeah. might be ageist mm. towards them and stuff. But I've seen, you know what I love about millennials? Like, I've seen people kind of take um, greater strides and leaps to be in managers now Mm -hmm. which is quite which is quite nice I think to see yeah 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 no I'm happy to hear that that you know people are people are like okay I stayed at this workplace for six months I didn't see any progression so I went this place yeah and then I moved up I don't know 10k yeah and then I went somewhere else and then I moved up 15k before you know it I became a director. Yeah they became a director within like a couple of years whereas if they had stayed in that same company you know, they probably wouldn't have, have, have ever got there. Yeah. So. And you see that a lot, I think, as well with white millennials. Because mm. I feel like they're quite, not risky, but I think they're really confident in their source. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, like you said, six months here, six months there. Whereas I feel like black people sometimes are a bit like, okay, let me, you know, let me just be gracious mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, okay, they're paying me 20K less than everybody else. Like, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Let me but just I've got be, a job. Yeah, let, let some, me just be thankful. We just come thank out of a God. pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, God, for everything. Like, we've got a job now. Yeah, exactly. I'm working. Like, you know, be, be, <laughs> be gracious. It's like, no, sometimes no. Absolutely not. We need to be taking them strides too. Because mm-hmm. th- that's one thing I would love to see more is more black millennials being in those managers' mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. positions. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like they are right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm speaking from experience too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, th- I think it would definitely change the the dynamics as a whole, the more representation we have in management. Do you think I'm just sticking on the millennial theme? Do you think do you think the Gen Zs do you think they respect us? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Do, do, do. But I've seen. Do you know what? Yes, in the sense of because I I think yes, and I'm saying this because I've got Gen Z siblings. Yeah. So I do know that they're aware of the of the strides that we've had to take Take. in order to get to where we are. Yeah. And know in the sense of Gen Z, they don't have it from anybody. They don't care. Like Gen Z is fearless in a way that like, I wish... yeah. The energy, the vim that they have, sometimes a little bit too reckless, it but too they're reckless. really going to come about and cause change. Yeah, they are. It's like, no. And they don't feel yeah. sorry for us at all. Like, yeah, yeah. like, even when I like talk about my journey, sometimes it's just like, okay, well, sorry for you that you went through that struggle. Yeah, or they'll be like, that could never be me. Yeah, yeah. That Literally, energy. That could never be me. That my, energy. my siblings have told me that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that was you, that but was that you. could never be me. They were like, yeah, like, or if I say, oh, like I did like unpaid work and stuff like that, like, all right, they're good for you. Yeah. That's why it took you so long. Like, <laughs> like literally, that's literally the energy that they give us. So I'm just like, wait, no, you're not respecting that, that we did this, that and the other. I walked so that you could I run. Th- well, yeah. They could fly even. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like they think like our generation kind of took too many, not orders, but like listened maybe to our parents a bit too, too much. much. I think that they think that we were shooketh in the beginning. And we, and were. we were. A lot of us were. <laughs> we were. But you see, that's we were scared and we kind of tiptoed in terms of career, yeah. in terms of our life trajectory. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are kind of like, as millennials are saying, as we, you know, approach 30 or in our 30s, mm. you know, I'm in a career that maybe I don't want to be in. Mm. Or I'm in a situation, it could be relationship, it could be housewives, mm. it could be whatever it is. I don't want to be in this situation and I'm going to turn it around. So I'm happy for people to have that realization at any point in their life. I think a lot of us played it safe as millennials for Absolutely. the longest time. And now we're kind of saying enough is enough. Yeah. We played it. We played by the rules. We yeah. did everything by the book. It hasn't worked out for me how I thought it was going to go. Yeah. So I'm going to step into, um, my authentic self now. Yeah. You know, and you probably get, a lot of people's parents, a millennial parents saying to them, Oh, I, this isn't you. This is yeah. out of character. Yeah. Of you. It's like, no, this I is... was going by and doing what you told me yeah, to do. Absolutely. I'll do what your generation told us to do, but it hasn't worked. No. So Gen Z has watched baby boomers and millennials and said, I ain't having any of that. Yeah. I'm literally doing 
what makes sense for me. For me. So I'm where the money's at. Yeah, where the money resides. I am there. By 21, I want to... No, they're literally coming. By 21, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. Like, they literally are. Yes. This is where they started all that. The YouTubing. I know, like, mm. millennials kind of started that, but yeah. people, but like... they ran with it. They yeah. took the baton and said, yeah, you're not getting Yeah, were like, nah, we're <laughs> starting this at age 12. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys started at age 18, 21 mm-hmm. or whatever or stuff like that. You guys waited until... You know, do you know what? for acceptance so, first. That is so true because... <laughs> when I think of YouTube even for me like in terms of coming on YouTube for the longest time I was like no I don't want to come on YouTube it's a bit risky and yeah. stuff like that whereas if I had known I would have I'm not I mean I would have been on YouTube from when I was 24 yeah from when I was 24 who knows where I could have been now because when I look at the the majority of people who are popping now yeah. they've been doing it for years, for years. It, wasn't, it wasn't an overnight success story no. so if I had known if I'd had that confidence if I yeah. didn't care so much about what other people would think or yeah. feel or say about what I was doing Absolutely. I would have started Advice with Alex on, on YouTube back in yeah. UAE yeah, days yeah even before I left oh, yeah. I would have done it back literally from 2014 yeah i would have done it you know seven it would have been seven years deep yeah but i was i just like i just played it safe i just yeah. kept on snapchat you yeah know? exactly you see what i mean yeah whereas now like the gen z's are just born in front of the camera they're like no nah, we need to make money yeah we need to do this yeah. i'm gonna do this you know what i'm not gonna be struggling like you like and I'm 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 actually here for it. Sometimes I'm like, oh no, you guys disrespect. But I'm like, no, I'm I'm, I'm maybe sadly because I'm slightly jealous of their confidence. Yes, yes I'm slightly yes, jealous of their confidence. Yes, I'm like, yeah, I'm learning too though. I'm mm-hmm. learning a lot from them because even now, right? I I feel like I'm actually like, you know, if you hear something, I'm like, oh, no. That doesn't bring me happiness, so I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it, yeah. I've stopped being a yes man, I feel like, slightly, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I do I do respect that so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a video, oh my gosh, I can't remember the lady's name. She's a psychiatrist. And I had to screen, I had to like screen record the video so that I can play it back to myself every, every now and then. Yeah. And basically she said, Every time you say yes to somebody else, you say no to yourself in some way, shape or form. And she was like, yes, obviously relationships come with compromise, of course, but just kind of remember that. Mm. And so that, that sticking with me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I really like that. Definitely. Yeah. You don't always have to show up for everybody. You don't always have to, do everything for everything uh, for everybody else and I feel like the first kind of 30 years of my life I definitely have showed up for people that didn't necessarily deserve it deserve it Alex speak on it yeah in the name of loyalty in the name of not moving mad which Mm. actually let me sidebar apparently Hugo created the term moving mad oh shut up anyway anyways yeah that one yeah um uh, and then w- once I kind of started to show up for myself, the people that are so used to you always putting somebody else first will always have an issue with it. But yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, Alex, this is a bit di- this you know, is different. Like, like, is there something going on? Like, this is mm. no, nah, and it's just like, no, nah, you don't know. I was actually, that wasn't my 
That wasn't me being my authentic self and that's why... We need to talk about this because actually this is something that happened, but maybe not this one. Yeah, we'll do... Our next episode, we will... Because this is something that came up this week with me about my authentic self Ah. and imposter syndrome. So yeah, let's speak on that. We yeah. will definitely speak. We'll definitely speak on that in the next one. Yeah. Um. So yeah. No. Shout out to Gen Z. Shout out to millennials. Shout out to baby boomers as well. Like yeah. I understand that each generation always will have their struggle. I don't ever want to be the person that you know s- speaks ill of the generation that comes afterwards. No. Because each generation comes with its own. So I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna do that. If anything, I really admire Gen Z. I do. Um, yeah. And each come with their own wisdom, right? Yes, that you they pass definitely down. do. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sure you know. I look at baby boomers, and I'm like, you know what? I admire. Sometimes you you did it overly, but mm-hmm. I admire your strength. Yeah, and also they li- a lot of them also took a big leap of faith. Like, yeah. for example, starting families earlier, um, getting into, into properties this earlier, yeah. moving to this country yeah. or yeah. other countries or yeah. wherever. Like they were doing it at like 18, 18 19, 19. 20. It's like ah. Yeah. Me, I was a baby girl. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have moved that. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking yeah. I couldn't have moved then. But then, um, and then I think maybe we, our generation as a whole kind of played it safe a bit more. But, yeah. but because of that safety, we, I think, in terms of the progression of the rest of our life, we will reap the benefits of that. If I that think makes so. Sense. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I think so. And I think we're a generation that it's just like, actually, okay, no, I might not have done this earlier. I might not have done it in my 20s, but you know what? I'm going to give it a go in my 30s yeah. and stuff. I think we're going to see of, a lot of people popping up with tattoos yeah. that didn't have a tattoo. In, and I know yeah. people are going to be like, at your big, big, big age. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. If you see me with tattoos or piercings, it's like, you mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah, I think we're going to, we might be slightly delayed, but we're going to do it when we're going to do it. It might mm-hmm. not be in my 20s. 20s, it might not be in my 30s, it might be in my 40s. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna do it and we're gonna do it big. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. on that note, yeah. Think about what you would say to your younger self. Yeah. I know to my younger self, I would definitely say, just do it anyway. Yeah. Like there's so many things that I talked myself out of yeah. because I was afraid of what other people would think or say. There's so many times I made myself small. Mm. There were so many times I inconvenience myself in the name of doing things for others and supporting others and yeah. I always felt bad and I will uh, I there was a tweet I saw this week about um this lady was saying how she was in an uber and she was talking to the uber driver and she said she was I'm in an iron about doing a phd because the, the phd that course that she was looking at was going to take five six years and the uber driver said to her in five six years that time would have passed anyway you might as well do the course and have the PhD at the end of it. Yeah. And that's what I would say to my younger self. There's a lot of things that I kind of, um, you know, I was doing um and ah, um and ah about, but it's like, just do it anyway, because yeah. that time is going to pass. It's going to pass anyway. So I love that. Try, just try it. If it works out great, if it doesn't work out, you've learned a lesson. Yeah. You're that one step closer to being aligned with whatever it is that you want to do. And even knowing what you don't want to do helps you on your journey to know what it is that you what want to is. do in life. So yeah. that's what I would say to myself. Yeah. I think for me, it's just that sometimes when you get hiccups or when you um, 
not necessarily fail or maybe you hit a bump in the road. I think it's kind of always remembering kind of where your journey's going to go. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes younger days used to get so kind of drilled down in kind of the negative around something happening instead of kind of enjoying the journey and kind of saying, okay, this is just a temporary situation now. Like, let's look forward. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, sometimes when you get so... um um, like consumed of all the negativity, I feel, I feel kind of it. It stagnates the growth mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just more about okay, you know, you fall over, you dust yourself over, and you get back up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think just to keep that in your mind. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I really yeah. do because sometimes we overcomplicate things. Do. And it doesn't need to be complicated. And I hate when you look back and you're like, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It's like, oh, okay, I was just a bit dramatic. That thing that was disturbing me every yeah. day, I was crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was upset. Like it's, it's finished or I you've accomplished it. Yeah, exactly. You've accomplished it. Yeah. Two years later or something, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that yeah. bad. So, yeah, definitely <laughs> great words of wisdom for both of our younger selves. Yeah. To Gen Z, we would say it, but I feel like they they... They've learnt a lot of things Already. from the previous generations. Definitely, they're taking strides and yeah. they're making mistakes a lot faster, yeah. learning from them, dusting themselves off mm. and continuing on their journey. So guys, on that note, make sure that you subscribe, hit the notification bell. We have lots of uh, content. Uh, check out our Love Island segment as well. Yeah. If you haven't already, make sure that you like, subscribe, follow us the description is in the description like the links sorry are in the description bar below so it makes life easier for you and yeah we shall see you next time bye bye